Welcome to part two of our Tarantino podcast. So in 2007, did... <laughs> well, Pam, which way are you going? Left or right? Right. Ah, uh, that's too bad. Why? Well, because it was a 50-50 shot on whether you'd be going left or right. You see, we're both going left. You could have just as easily been going left, too, and if that was the case, it would have been a while before you started getting scared. But since you're going the other way, I'm afraid... You're gonna have to start getting scared immediately. Death Proof. They actually released them as two films, didn't they? Like Robert Rodriguez did Planet Terror, which mm. I haven't seen. Yeah. And then what? Tarantino did uh, Death Proof. Well, hold on. Um, You've not seen Planet Terror? No. <sighs> That's not that fucking shocking, is it? When you think of some classic. Well, I'm there, good. Luke, have you seen Planet Terror? Can't say that. Uh, I haven't seen Death Proof either. So you guys are on your own with this one. Right, so Rich, I'm just going to quickly add this in, right? Do you remember what I was saying to you about uh, Piranha? Yeah. Yes, and you watched it recently? Yeah. And what did you say to me? I I, I got to put my hands up. It was like, I kind of enjoyed it as a guilty pleasure. Okay, so <laughs> times that by 10, and then you got Planet nah. Terror. No. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, right. it's mm. it's so batshit crazy, and it works so well. And it's one of those films that I've genuinely forgotten was made until we've spoken about this on the podcast. And I'm watching it tonight <laughs> ASAP. It's just so. I know I'm going off on a tangent now, but it's just so. I'll let you off on this stupid because it's part it's of grindhouse. So, so you're allowed it's the tangent so, on this one. Well, that's what I mean. It's so grindhouse that it's. So, going back to Death Proof, and I know that I've kind of segued into that, but Death Proof is a good film. But if you watch it, speaking about watching films back to back, if you watch it as part of the Grindhouse uh, double bill, along with all the, you know, did you see the fake trailers that were released? Yeah, I did. I did see them at the time. Yeah. Yeah, you Luke as well. I don't know. I really struggled to remember past about five days ago. <laughs> in 2021 um yeah but no if you watch it all in one kind of sitting death proof is shit because planet terror is so batshit crazy that you suddenly just go from this crazy ass film to a film about a stunt driver Mm. 
so yeah, can, yeah, I can get that. I mean, I haven't seen Planet Terror, but if you're saying it's like it is, and then you watch Death Proof, mm. I can. Yeah. For me, Death Proof was. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, the third act was quite entertaining in it. Mm. But before that, I was wasn't enjoying it too much. It yeah. was just a bit slow. Um, yeah. yeah not I mean, it very... is a love letter to you know those kind of films. Yeah, I, I so appreciate I that. I appreciate mm. that, but um, it's I gotta be honest. It's one I always kind of forgot was a Tarantino film. It kind of mm. definitely went under the radar for some time. So I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. It's just kind of is meh. It's like it's, it exists. I think a lot of people looking at ratings and that probably yeah. be inclined to. Although agree. going with like this week's trend, Rose McGowan, hot. You reckon? <laughs> you don't think? Did you see oh. her in Death Proof? Um, <laughs> I um, you could say Kurt Russell, hot Ros- oh, mate. When Rosario Dawson's in the same film, you got to be mentioning her, mate. Well, was and and um, and oh Mary, my God, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's yeah. in it as well. But that's what this film is about. This film is all about these, you know, girls who are kick ass and they look good doing it. Right. And you shall not cut this bit out. <laughs> Moving on to 2009. You had, I can't believe it came out in 2009. My name is Lieutenant Aldo Rain, and I'm putting together a special team, and I need me eight soldiers. Eight Jewish American soldiers. Now, y'all might have heard rumors about the Armada happening soon. Well, we'll be leaving a little earlier. We're going to be dropped into France dressed as civilians. Once we're in enemy territory, as a bushwhacking guerrilla army, we're going to be doing one thing and one thing only. Killing Nazis. That's Inglorious Bastards, which is Tarantino's venture into a war movie. Mm. Um, what's everyone's thoughts on this? I'll go, uh, Luke, seeing as you didn't see the last one, what was your thoughts on Inglorious Bastards? Because I'm assuming you've seen this. I have seen it, yeah. And... Um... Yeah, uh, it's one of my favourites. It's 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 really gory and it's really stupid, mm-hmm. and that works for me. Um, it's not like a, it's not like another warm film that I can really think of. It's uh, a part, you know, partly because it is the most historically inaccurate war film you're ever going to see. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's Tarantino's war film. It, you know, as far as I know. Hitler didn't burn to death in a cinema. Nah, but that would have um, been fucking awesome. It would be, would be. Well, I think that's why he did it, didn't he? Like, Tarantino go. wanted to kill Hitler. He wanted to, like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking burn this bloke. <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, it's Brad Pitt's the highlight mm. for me. Oh, do you think? Um, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like, I, I like. I obviously love Christoph Waltz's performance. Yeah, that's as well. That's yeah. Who I usually go. And to. he's. I think. I think for most people, he's like the standout, isn't he? Mm. In this, because Hans Lander's so, so fucking horrible. Yeah, he's such a prick. Yeah, but I don't know. There's Brad Pitt's character. It just kills me. Whenever I watch that film, <laughs> he's like. He's just this amalgamation of every sort of yeah. 
tough action hero American into just sort of bundled into into one guy and I feel like in any other film that would really wind me up but in this it really works because a very clear you know there's a very clear line in in any war film of who the good guys are and who the bad guys are and obviously you know if it was any other film and you had a character who was that sort of that American, it would great, mm-hmm. but it doesn't in this because he's taking Nazi scalps and that just works. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I really enjoy it. It's been years since I watched it though. I should watch it again soon. I fancy watching it again now. Yeah, what do you think about it, Lewis, in Glorious Bastards? I think, I can't remember if I said Kill Bill was my favourite, but this might actually be my favourite of the Tarantino films. Right. Possibly because of what uh, Luke was saying, and maybe yourself, Rich, of if Kill Bill was the one that he went to Tarantino with, he kind of toned it down for this one. He's still got his little Tarantino quirks in there, like his feet. But, um, and I, I can remember, this was the first 18 film I watched legally in a cinema <laughs> And I remember being on the edge of my seat during, I think there was like three scenes. There's one where they're in the bar and they do the wrong three. Um, and you've got the beginning scene, you know, at the farm with the milk. And I remember just the third scene. I can't remember it. But those two scenes specifically just stood out. I'm just like, holy shit, this is tense. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And it goes to show, like you were saying, Luke, Christoph Waltz are bastard in this film. <laughs> <laughs> it is just, I think it's just very cool and hip. And I also think as well, this film perfectly portrays, although it's not based on a book, but that kind of feeling of reading a good book, because there's so many subtitles in it as well, which is great because, you know, you've got, you've got uh, people who are French in this film, people who are Italian, people who are obviously German. And um, they don't speak English. So it kind of just runs really kind of fluently. It kind of just runs in a way that you can kind of believe it. And you can just kind of sit there and watch and get engrossed by it. Yeah. No, I definitely felt like that when I first watched it. Um, The first scene sticks out to me a lot because it's quite a long one, isn't it? Where he's just chatting to that geezer at the start. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're just chatting. So The dialogue... It's so, yeah, tense. You're just sat there That's going, it. like, I mean, what's going to happen? Some films, you could see people chatting at a table and you think, fucking hell, this is boring. But mm. that, it, it just isn't. You get so, like, sucked into it. Christoph Waltz, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, it's one of his, like, it's kind of what put him on the map, really, wasn't it, for, like, his film career. Like, I hadn't really heard of Definitely him Definitely for, kind of, like, Hollywood uh, and English yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. Um, American but, yeah, films, he's yeah. A, I think he's a great actor and I think he should be popping up a little bit more really um yeah i can't think of the last film i saw him in i, I couldn't say probably spectre for me probably Gosh, what? yeah that's, that's like that oh yeah spectre, spectre yeah he was in that i was there thinking the muppets <laughs> christ you're a muppet um i know right <laughs> yeah um but no i really like inglorious bastard i think it's well acted um i need to see it again because it's been crikey I reckon about 10 years since I last saw it, you know, like it's been a long time. Um, 
but yeah, definitely, it's another one I think for me as well, gets better with each viewing. Yeah, I really enjoy it. I don't think I'd say my favourite, but I do really enjoy it. Yeah, and again, back to the Hitler thing, I know it, it's a fictional account, but it's not trying to say, it's, if it said, oh, based on a true story, and then it did that, you'd be, there'd be uproar, yeah. but it, it doesn't well, bother he me. Actually he actually does, does it in a does later that. film, doesn't he? Yeah. He does it we, again, we'll, and we'll, um, uh, we'll go we with it. We shall get yeah. on to that, yeah. So that's almost becoming a bit of a trademark as well. Mm. Yeah, moving on, though, from Inglourious Bastards, um, so 2012 now. I can't, again, I can't believe this film, I think, came out sort of 2013 in the UK. I think these are when like Tarantino started becoming Tarantino films started to become like day one you got to watch it cinema like they be kind yeah. of it, they kind of became an epic movie that kind of you know you got your James Bond you've got your Batman films or your Marvel films and then in a category on its own you've got for adults Quentin Tarantino you know when a Quentin Tarantino film's coming out yeah I'm pretty sure mm. he's coming towards the end of his filmmaking yeah because he said speak, didn't he say but... he was only going to make 10 films is this right um i'm not sure i have to we have to count them up at the end um yeah but yeah um yeah. guy that death proof was one of them i know right i always look out to see what his next That's film is going to be though i think um, the only one that he has not added is kill bill 2 because i think he's put he's you know put them together i think yeah nah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> so yeah 2013 it came out in the uk were they that's Big John. That's Little Raj. Where's Ellis? He's the one hot telling it across that field right now. You sure that's him? Yeah. Positive? I don't know. You don't know if you're positive? I don't know what positive means. It means you're sure? Yes. Yes what? Yes, I'm sure that's Ellis Brittle. <laughs> Positive, he did. I really like this one personally, but it's Django Unchained. Um, what do you think of this one, Luke? Yeah, I uh, I really love oh, it. I'm, I'm glad um, you said that. Yeah, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, and it is again full Tarantino, but it's a uh, it's the funniest of all of his films, I think. Mm. Yeah, there are um, there are some good comedy moments in it, and may I add, like obviously. He's, tried his uh, hand at a war film and then he's moved on to a western as well this time so that's quite interesting yeah. an interesting uh, absolutely yeah and not his obviously not his last western no. we'll come to that but yeah I really enjoyed Django Unchained Jamie Foxx is great, Christoph Waltz is great Leo should have won his Oscar for this yes he should have oh yeah he was not for the absolutely he, yeah. brilliant Someone say the trivia before I say the trivia. Go on. Oh, is this the glass? Yeah. Okay, yeah, no. The dude T- bled for an Oscar. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> so for anyone that don't know, the scene where like he slams his fist, and I think he just yells during this really tense dinner scene. He, he slams his hand really on the glass, and that's real blood. And I'm sure that's real blood yeah. smeared on Kerry Washington's face as well. I don't know if I you knew know, that, and- though. Did you not know? Oh, no, it's that so... feels like that feels like new information to me. And it's yeah, like apparently, like grim. everyone saw it and was just like, "Fuck!" But he just carried on, and that was the scene that Tarantino went, "Yeah, let's keep that in." But sorry, Luke, carry on with your. 
I just love that trivia. It's my favorite no, one. It's it's a great film. I I couldn't believe when I when I, when I watched it. It, it you know it just feels like pure Tarantino and I've just completely got on board with it the first time I watched it and watched it a fair few times since then mm. and I, I couldn't believe when I saw people give it like middling reviews like I get it a bit more now mm. but I uh, I don't know I don't because <laughs> I I um, yeah, fair. personally I um I really like this one and it's another one I've probably watched even though it's come out more recently than some of the others I've watched it like a few times since and i can always go back to it but definitely one of the f- first tarantino ones i'd pick up if i was in that mood um mm. and yeah. i definitely agree with you on like the comedy elements like the bit when uh they're on horseback and uh he says his uh jonah hill makes a cameo and he yeah. says his wife's cut the holes through the like the white hoods they're putting on that scene is a pretty funny one and um yeah also, when Tarantino makes a little cameo, that's quite a funny scene too. It's, yeah. um, I mean, it's nearly three hours, this one. And I saw it in the cinema and it definitely didn't feel like three hours. Like, yeah. I, I enjoyed awesome. it that much. It just flew by. And then, yeah, you know when sometimes, even when you're in the cinema, you just sit there and you think, I don't want this film to end. It was definitely one of those experiences for me and probably one of my most favourite Tarantinos if I line them all up. What about you, Lewis? Oh, yeah, no, I completely agree. I think this film's great. I think I was going to mention it in With Inglorious Bastards um, because both these films, although Django Unchained is a lot funnier than Inglorious Bastards, but Inglorious Bastards does have its humour. It kind of feels very Looney Tunes-esque as well, where it's just like so chaotic, but it works. Yeah, no, I, uh, I can see where you're coming from. Do you know what I mean? Like the violence, you yeah. know, and just, just the kind of dialogue. You know, it sometimes does feel like, you know, meep, meep, and then running away. And I just love it. Um, I think uh, Don Johnson, is that his name? Yeah. As Big Daddy? Yeah. I think that sequence, like you were just saying, with the um, the, the KKK members, and just, you know, when they're, <laughs> he's going to sleep in a big house kind of scene. <laughs> um, I just think it's so inappropriately funny. But it's got to be done for what, like you know, the time, the the time that it was set, because yeah. it was it was like that. It mm. might have a little bit of humour just to kind of um, so that you don't feel that you'll you know that it's a drama. You know, you haven't tuned in to watch a drama. You tuned in to watch a Quentin Tarantino film. It's taking the piss out of like, some of those attitudes, yeah. isn't it? That's that's why. It's yeah, exactly. Done. It's taking the edge. It's going like, yeah, these did happen, and we shouldn't yeah. we shouldn't forget that you know our history. Yeah, nice. That we're not we're not here to watch that film. We're here to watch my film. Yeah. Um. So we're all on board with uh, Django. That's good because I was sat here worrying that one of you guys was going to go that you didn't hate that you hated it, and I was going to tell you to bugger off. (laughs) I think Inglorious Bastards and Django works great as a double bill as well. I'm still not feeling the double bill, mate. I'm sorry. (laughs) Even though I like both. Maybe not. Even though I like both. Maybe. Maybe a day, you know, 24-hour rest period. But definitely watch back-to-back. Right. I don't have a crystal ball, but when we're um, moving on to our next films, I feel like this could be these could be more divisive. But Definitely. So, oh, shit. Right, so 2015 <laughs> then, which, um, again, I still can't believe this came out like, I think it was like sort of 2016 in the UK. 
Mm. Um, yeah. I didn't see this one well, in the cinema. It didn't get released. It didn't come out well, cinema, it did. did it? That was the it whole... Didn't, like, it, I was there, uh, yeah, when this was all happening, like, to show right. it. They just wanted too much money. Yeah, they yeah were like, I remember... And, and the cinemas were going, no. <laughs> I remember being pretty disappointed at the time. Um, yeah, yeah, so I oh, saw a lot it probably of people about were. a year later. Um, mm. And this one, I definitely think, from sort of hearsay and that, that there's quite a few Tarantino fans who are probably more on the negative side for this one. I guess it's true what they say about you people. Can't trust a fucking word comes out of your mouth. What's the matter, John Rue? I hurt your feelings. As a matter of fact, you did. I know I'm the only black son bitch you ever conversed with, so I'm gonna cut you some slack. The hateful eight. Luke, what do you think of the Hateful Eight? I did see this at the cinema. I saw it at, at an independent cinema. Yeah. Just because that's all that was available mm-hmm. to me where I was living at the time. Well, the bit, it was more um, the big chains. They were just like, nah. But the independents was like, yeah, because we know we'll get, you know, bums on seats. Yeah. You were one of them. Yeah, I was. Mm. Um, I didn't really know what to make of it. Uh, it is... It's very different mm. from the rest of his films. Like, well, I've only watched it twice. Both times I watched it, I enjoyed it. But, like, I enjoyed it in the same way that I enjoy watching Mulholland Drive. Like, I can't tell you if that's a good film mm. because it's a bit nuts. And I'm not comparing the two. But it's just the same sort of vibe when I watch it. Or I sort of go, yeah, I enjoyed that film. I did. I, I enjoy The Hateful Eight. But it's very long. Mm-hmm. And it's very slow. Everything in it is extremely deliberate. And then it ends the way it does. And I kind of couldn't get on board with that. Because it was just like, right, you... It it almost felt like sacrilege to the rest of the film, mm. but yeah, I haven't seen it enough times to to really comment at length. I don't think, but I've enjoyed it when I've watched it. What about you two? So I I've only seen it the once that year. I think I got it from my dad for like Christmas, and we watched it. Like I think we might have watched it like Christmas Day evening, actually something like that, because we'd been wanting like waiting to see it. And um, I enjoyed it. Again, I wouldn't say, oh, it's my number one Tarantino film. And this was the one that I'm pretty sure got leaked by someone, didn't it? And then he let, he like how uh, making did, it yeah. for a while. Yeah, it did. Um, the screenplay did. Yeah. Um, which is pretty shit when you think about it. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's really, it's probably one of his longest ones, isn't it? For like length. Um for me, it was like, um, I don't know if any of you guys got this vibe, but I felt like I was sort of like, you could imagine watching it on stage, like, because of the mm. way the um, characters were laid out in the cabins, uh, you know. So I could see it being like a stage play, and I kind of watched it like that. Um, yeah, I enjoyed, like, the setting of it, um, and, again, the way it was made. Um, it's got some pretty good actors in there, again. you got Kurt Russell, 
Big Sam, Tim Roth, Michael Madsen's obviously in it again. Uh, and then an older Bruce Dern's in it too. He's a great actor. So he's got some good actors there. It's that thing again. I think if you had maybe actors that weren't so good, you'd struggle a little bit more with it. And Jennifer Jason mm. Lee as well to mention. She's good in it too. So yeah, there's um it's got a lot going for it and like but I can see why it wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea. I totally appreciate that. But for me I just yeah, I enjoyed it. I know what you mean, Luke, when you say you didn't know what to make of it. Because I kind of got that feeling as well. I didn't know what to make of it, but I knew that I'd enjoyed it, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So um, that's my uh, view on it. What about you, Lewis? Well, you say not everyone's cup of tea. Um, Yeah, and this film is kind of like... I remember seeing the trailers and it's like, oh, Tarantino's pouring us that nice cup of tea, you know. And then he goes, no, you're not having it, and then just pours it down the sink. Because this film is (laughs) shit. Oh, <laughs> this film like well, this film is so bad. I've not even finished watching it. Uh, mate, do you know what? if I could go back to talk about Kill Bill Two, would be so flipping <laughs> nice about it. No, like as in, well, I knew this as in coming. this film. No, like it's just so slow, and you know the grown-up films, those Adam Sandler films. What? Yeah, but like, the fuck is that? Sorry, is, this, is this a comparison? Yeah, yeah. It, but it feels like you know when grown-ups where they just go like Adam Sandler's just like yeah, I just want all my mates and we're gonna make a film. That's kind of what it feels. That's the vibe I <laughs> get not, from the Tarantino. He's I just gone. Let's get all. Saying, let's go in the cabin. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but he, he he's actually got a point. Like. I know what you mean. Yeah, you have you have like, pulled that round. Yeah, I'm not really sure how <laughs> you have you have pulled that round. He's just got let's get the mates. Yeah, like I, I yeah. thought it's going to be another one of your bizarre little like theories you've uh, come just, up with. He's just, but he just he, he's got a fucking point there. <laughs> they just all go in into this cabin and they just sit there and they just fucking have a chat. And it's yeah. just, I'm sure, I'm sure there's people that really like it, and there's you know, I'm sure the the dialogue is. You know, spectacular. Did it win any awards? Did it um, win the award for screen? Apparently, sure. it won an Oscar for something. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably it a shit Oscar. Um, but it's just, I just couldn't, I couldn't get my head around it. Oh, I tell you what, it was for the honesty. score. It was for the score, and it was Ennio Morricone. Yeah, that's a fair shout, actually. So, you know, that is that is a that's a fair Oscar. So I take I take back my yeah. shit Oscar. No, I um. um Ennio Morricone said he'd never work with Tarantino again. Oh, yeah. Really? He did. He did, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It's just... Can you expand on why? Uh, Yeah, I think it was because he said, basically, Tarantino didn't take any of his his advice. Yeah. (laughs) And just... He knew what he wanted, but he... I don't think Morricone felt any of it... Any of his score fitted what was being shown. It kind of sounds like two titans at their own, you know, work clashing. I know what's best. Yeah, well, no, you don't. Think... Do your music, and I'll do what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can. I think it, see what I think it was a case of that. Yeah, no, Definitely. this film, this film, yeah, it's it's just I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. I still can't to this day. Not finished the rest of it. No, I mean, I think I I hardly ever, unless I'm absolutely hating it. Like I most of the time, I see a film through, but. 
each to their own. But yeah, yeah I mean, personally, I, I enjoyed it and I would definitely go back to like watch it a second time at some point. So that was his penultimate film as of today. La- no, I'll say last year, but that's because Bug Rule came out. It's actually 2019. <laughs> um, it was, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not my car. That's my boss's car. And if something were to happen to my boss's car, well, I'd get in trouble. Lucky for you, he's got a spare. Fix it. Ha 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 ha, fuck you. Once upon a time in Hollywood, um, I was pretty psyched up for this one. I saw it at the cinema, and it's a long one, and it's another one of those ones I think you could compare it to the Hate for Layton that not for the runtime, not loads happens in it, but on a personal level, I still quite enjoyed this one. Um, I'm glad because this is the one that I thought we'd have an argument about. All uh, right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. Um, I think for me, I was just taken away by the acting again in this one. Like DiCaprio is brilliant. I think Brad Pitt's character is a pretty good character. Um, Bruce Stern makes another appearance, even if he's only in it for five minutes. But he's um. Oh shit! Is that Bruce Stern? Is it? His scene um his scene's quite funny actually. It's probably one of the funniest yeah. scenes in it. But um. Yeah, I think for me, it's just you can see this is like a look. You said the term love letter before, and this is his love letter to like the old style of Hollywood. And it's obviously Mm. set in the background of the Manson um, family murders, you know, around Sharon Tate and etc. And again, it's a fictionalized account, really, isn't it, of that period? But um, yeah, I watched it again the other day, actually. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed it just as much. And you got some like decent cameos in there. You got Al Pacino. Um, you've got Timothy Oliphant's in there for a bit as well. Damian Lewis plays Steve McQueen in it. There's like a lot of little cameos they've thrown in, which I quite like that little touch, to be honest. Well, the um, Bruce Lee one as well, where he done it. He plays it so well. Uh, yeah, and John, you know I'm gonna spoil it because obviously the end. Again, if you're listening to a Tarantino podcast, make sure you've seen them all. Even though <laughs> some of our some of our podcasters haven't. Um you got that scene at the end is just absolutely I mean, I was I was howling again when I saw it when he throws the dog food can at her face. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Treason. And um It's like redeeming. And then when he pulls the flamethrower out again, DiCaprio and he's sort of like pretty much pissed. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just hilarious, and that's going like proper fa- uh, Tarantino again, isn't it? Um, yeah. Really enjoyed it. Uh, it. Again, not like bang at the top of my list, but it's one that I enjoy, and I would go back to you here and there. Um, what do you think of it, Luke? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I hope you've seen it. I'll just spoil it. No, yeah, no, I've seen <laughs> it. I saw it. I saw it during lockdown, the first. Oh, lockdown. really? Oh, uh, okay. Quite, quite, recent, quite recent, really. Yeah. 
Yeah, so well, we say quite recent. Cinema. It's been like eleven months. Shit. Yeah, it's been, yeah. So a year ago. <laughs> that is that is true. It's probably nearly a year since I watched it. Already, yeah, but um, shit, man. Yeah. Time, time is just. I blurred. I feel almost the same way as I feel with the hateful eight. Yeah. Mm. Where I can't tell you whether it's good or whether it's bad, but I also can't tell you whether I en- I enjoyed it. I just, I don't know. I I just I've really struggled. I struggle now, and I struggled as soon as I finished watching it as well, to work out what I just watched and how I felt about it. Mm. I still can't tell you. Like I really enjoy the relationship between Leo and uh, a Brad Pitt. Yeah, and you know, as like a as like a buddy film, it's so good, and like I I love that, but. I just, I don't know. And then the end just completely screwed with me. <laughs> like I, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it to <laughs> all of a sudden because it didn't feel like you were at the precipice of this becoming a full-on Tarantino flick. Yeah. Like I think that's why. Though, that's sudden, why I think that and it, that scene was there. If you get me, like it just. Yeah, I can, yeah, I, I do. I can see why it, yeah, it flipped in that way. Yeah, yeah, that's it. All, all of a sudden, you, you're just you're over the edge. It's like you don't even realise that you've gone past the tipping point. Yeah. You're just in it. Yeah. Mm. Which is, uh, yeah, it was, it was nuts the the way that film finished, but funny. So yeah, funny. I I can't I can't form an opinion on it. I just really struggle. I need to watch it again, probably, and see. I don't know. I liked it the first time, but I um I watched it the second time and I liked it, but I definitely viewed it in a different way. So I think maybe quite mm. often, I think sometimes if you definitely if you didn't hate a film but you're a bit unsure, it's sometimes good to give it another viewing because you know what you're getting that time. And um, mm. I just got so immersed in the Hollywood era, I think, and mm. I saw it with my dad as well, and he obviously like. He was born in 1954, so he grew up in that era. So he saw like all of the nods in it, and he loved that. So yeah. um, he really appreciated it for that. And like I said, it's not a massive plot, is it? Um, you know, nothing not really. really crazy happens all the way through. It's just, it's kind of almost a nod to like actors and how they can go from being like top of the range to being sort of washed up really and how kind of it's kind of a tragic tale really i know he kind of pulls it around a little bit towards the end but throughout it's quite you don't really know what's going to happen with him do you what sort of road he's going to go down little side note apparently they're developing a bounty law tv series they are yeah i absolutely i've not heard a lot about it i just came across it when i was on imdb the other day but um could be interesting um anyway lewis what do you think about this one, mate? Oh, again, yeah, this is one of those ones I really like, but I can kind of see why people tend to not like it. Yeah. Um, it's just, I, I just think it's really, it's just a cool film. I just love it. I just think the only thing that I've done differently, and again, this is one of those grown-up, you know, kind of segues, but hear me out. Do you remember the old school? Not the old school. It came out like four, maybe five years ago. The Lone Ranger. Yeah. 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 
Now, I didn't watch that in the cinema, but I got told when it came out on DVD that someone said to me, watch it in two parts, and it's a lot better. I was like, okay. So I gave it a watch in two parts, and I can completely see why it works, because it's very long, and not much happens apart from the ending. And that's what I did with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when it came out on DVD, was I now watch it, a good you know hour and 15 minutes of it, and I know a good scene to just kind of like go pause. Right, I'll finish off watching the rest, you know, in the next couple of hours or tomorrow or something like that. And for me, with those kind of like that break in between, it makes the film a lot more enjoyable. That's fair. Because enough. you get you get Tarantino at his most in the second part, and then you get Tarantino at his least in the first part, and you can enjoy kind of the humor as well. So what did you feel when you went into the cinema to watch it? Or even at home, actually. How did you kind of present yourself to go like, wait, I think I know what I'm watching. Yeah, I think um, I sort of obviously seen the trailer before I went and I saw the poster and like, like, I don't know about you guys, Mm. but sometimes you see a poster for a film and you're just like, oh, wow. Like, you know, it looks like it's going to be great. Um, I think when I went in, I thought it would be a little bit more faster paced in some respects. But mm. even though it wasn't what I expected, I still liked it. And it's another one where I kind of halfway through, I think I just looked at like my clock at a habit more yeah. than anything, not because I was bored. And I like an hour and a half had gone. And I was like, yeah. shit, like seriously, like, you know, we've been in there that long already. It just didn't feel like that long because I was so engrossed in the film. And like I said, it was almost mm. like I was in like Hollywood and I think in that respect it really worked for me personally but I can also yeah. see why people wouldn't like it and I think it's a similar one to the hateful eight where you kind of at the end you're like what have I seen you kind of process it all but yeah. um yeah I like I enjoyed both of those and um, yeah I mean yeah, I, so. I I kind of walked into this with the idea of Grand Theft Auto oh right where I went from the trailers that I saw, I was like, kind of reminds me of Grand Theft Auto, where you got this kind of buddy story, and yeah. the, it's, it's like GTA in Hollywood. That's how I walked into it, and for me, that worked as well. I was like, oh, okay, it's funny in places, a bit of action in places, a bit of tense in places, and then it yeah, all, I'll you tell know, you what. like... Mm, I don't know about you guys, but I found the te- uh, the scene at the ranch was extremely tense. His character, Brad Pitt, though, you just think, I feel like although something bad might happen to him, I feel like he's going to handle himself. He just, yeah. he seemed, yeah. you know, he's, he was like a hard man in it. And, yeah. um, you know, when he's going into the cabin, the little mobile hut, whatever it is, you just sort of think, what's he mm. going to find when he goes in that room, really? And he's just a crusty yeah. old fart that they've been yeah, like taking advantage of. But it's still really <laughs> tense that scene. You get I was just gonna say you get your comedy element after though when he yeah. gets the crap out of that other guy. So Yeah. And that's when I um I was gonna say I paused the film just before oh, right. just when they pull up to the ranch. Because yeah. I know that from then it's kind of get go. It's all Tarantino. Boom 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 boom. It's definitely um it was a good movie. I think it was in my top ten for that year in twenty nineteen. It's a very good movie. So, that brings us to the end of our Tarantino filmography. So, how how many films yeah. is that then? Did you say the journey? Nearly that's covered nearly. So, if that's twenty nineteen and his first one came out in 
92. 92. That's nearly 30 years, isn't it? Christ. And it's about, is it nine films he's done? So we had Reservoir Dogs, quality. Yeah. Pulp Fiction, quality. Jackie Brown, decent. Kill Bill, yeah. Volume 1, decent. Volume 2, shite. <laughs> but that's nah, still, I, I will give, it still I will counts give it as one, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so that's four. You got Death Proof, which wasn't the great. Inglourious Bastards, quality. Django Unchained, Six. amazing. Hateful Eight, decent. Seven. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah, decent. Nine. So I think from that, I can say that we're all, in one way or another, we're all Tarantino fans. Definitely. Well, by that as well, I think he's only got one film more to make. And then from what he said, he's making no more. I'm yeah. sure he said he's only making 10 films. Yeah, but Daniel yeah, exactly. says he's retired and then he does another film, doesn't he? So you never know. True. Well, I've heard, isn't Tarantino making a bloody Star Trek movie? Or he's written yeah, a Star I, Trek I don't movie. know if that's going to happen now. Like, I'm no, not sure if that's kind of dead online. in the water. But mm. We'll see. We'll keep an eye out. As you, as we can see, sometimes he hasn't made a film for sort of five, six years. So we could be waiting yeah. a while, especially with uh, COVID. Put the pace oh, of pretty true. much everything getting made. But that was an enjoyable journey through Tarantino's filmography. And it was a pleasure to do it again with you guys. Hope you enjoyed yourselves. Yeah, mate. Yeah, thanks always. for uh, thanks for hosting. No, can't problems. believe that Lewis managed to get an actually reasonable comparison <laughs> to a grown up into this conversation. <laughs> but there you go. Well, Absolutely. when I do the poster, I might incorporate grown ups into it. You're fucking not. <laughs> I am. Um, you're not. Um, I am. <laughs> Try to stop um... me, bitch. We're in lockdown. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> nah. We, I mean, we'd like to hear your thoughts on Tarantino. Um, I did put out a question on our Twitter feed about it earlier and had some good feedback. Um, some positive, some negative. So I'll add a little shout out on the end of this podcast. I might do my people. like. We should do our top lists, top nine Tarantino films. He's only done nine. You're not bad. Our top That's nine. What I mean. As in like not, yeah, so we go down the list, don't we? We go, what's your worst yeah. to least favourite to best favourite, most favourite? I think people people can know uh, my uh, least favourite by now. Hate for eight. Yeah, Shit that's film. all for that's all for this episode, though. Um, keep an eye on our Twitter at Syndemic Nerds for what we're going to be coming up with next. We might do one of the other ones that lost in the poll recently because they were three really good choices that I've, I think we've got a lot to say about I don't know about you guys what do you think? Yeah definitely okay. Yeah. some quick shout outs about Tarantino then at Terry Ferris said he's brilliant in my opinion Peter loves movies at Peter in London UK said I'm a fan of some of his work, found the Kill Bill movies to be very good but he also has habits that make my eyes roll sometimes, that being said he loves cinema and I appreciate that. At the flick said, fan of his earlier films. Marcus Fernandez at M Fernandez0901 said, I'm a huge fan and put an awesome gif of Christopher Waltz. Christine Brown at Drag Me From Hell said, I like most of his work, not a fan of Kill Bill movies, The Hateful Eight, and even though I like Death Proof, there are things I really don't like about it. Lafondestum said, I am a huge fan. I love Pulp Fiction, Django Unchained, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Jackie Brown. 
Cinema Space Podcast at Cinema Space Pod said that they're a huge fan of his work. Palto Al at Al underscore Palto said back in the day he was like a movie deity, now not so much. So quite a few positives and some negatives, but overall largely positive. Thanks a lot for your comments, guys. Right, yeah, yeah. that's all for now. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Thank you.